0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything. That you need is at your headquarters for sports betting that's bet online head to the website right now use your mobile device sign up get a 50 that's five zero percent welcome bonus don't forget to use the promo code b-l-e-a-v that's believe to get yourself a 50 percent welcome bonus come on there's no need to hesitate bet online where the game starts I understand it's not something comfortable to talk about like your sexual function or your sexual performance, but don't sell yourself short. It is important, but you know what else is kind of important? Not being totally embarrassed by going to a pharmacy or having to deal with a doctor when you're talking about prescriptions when, with some of these drugs to help you perform up to snuff in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in, okay? It is the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the price and the best part is is you don't have to deal with anybody it comes right to your door you're never ever going to be as happy as you are now to see the postman coming when you know that the package for your package is right there all thanks to Blue Chew do yourself a favor head to bluechew.com use the promo code likes get your first month for free and see what I'm talking about Because you deserve to have the best sex of your life. And thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast.
0: I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. (laughs) Yes, bitch! Hey,
1: everybody. It's the Mikey Likes You Podcast. I am Mikey, who likes. You are you, who is liked. That's a great system. Let's get right down to it. First Detachment makes the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They do. Veteran owned and founded. And I've had many nutritional supplement companies come to me, want to sponsor the podcast, and I was not that into it. Once I got involved with First Detachment, I knew. Because I had been using their stuff prior to them even getting involved with me. So I was like, yes, here we go. Okay, Um, Field Rations is the greatest peri-nutrition Um, supplement there is. okay. You take it during your workout and it helps with recovery. It helps with uh, keeping you in an anabolic state with highly branched cyclic dextrin, uh, essential amino acids. It's awesome. It's like rocket fuel for your muscle cells when they need it most. Okay. One thing that I definitely want to talk about and kind of ties into today's show, the Go Pills, the greatest fat-burning supplement on the market. It has Yohembe HCL, green tea, uh, some tea cream, and a lot of great Ingredients, really well thought out. The guy behind it, Justin Harris, is a really reputable, really well-known bodybuilding prep coach. And he knows the ingredients that are going to be effective. And he also knows, for one thing, I can tell you firsthand, Yohimbe HCL absolutely works. Um, You combine it with caffeine, you know, you get a little bit of that heart rate uh, acceleration. The lipolysis is there. Fat burning is there. But a little bit too much of Yohimbe HCL makes you feel... Very weird, but the Go Pills. Let me have, it. I got them right. The Go Pills, nah, really well thought out. Like I said, green tea extract, a little bit of Yohimbe HCL, a little bit of caffeine, some tea cream and it makes you feel great, focuses you, and absolutely aids with appetite reduction and control, and helping with burning that little bit extra of fat when you're committing to you know dieting and training hard. Okay. Speaking of dieting, that's what we're going to get into today. When it comes to dieting, when it comes to losing body fat, when it comes to changing your body weight, when it comes to changing your appearance so that you're more proud of it, right? Very few people are going to argue that diet is the most important part. When you want to lose body fat, when you want to change the way you look for the better, uh... Really, it's about commitment to diet and your nutrition. So the hardest part, training can be fun, even training really hard, and training is certainly a very important component. I would never tell someone, don't worry, don't worry about training. Just, just focus on getting your diet in check. No, diet, training is, not but you can't out train a bad diet. Certainly, when it comes to body fat reduction, maybe with gaining mass. You're young, you've got the right set of Mexican uh, supplements, you've got, you know, PEDs and things like that. Sure, okay, maybe it's going to be cheeseburgers and cheesecake, but you just train super hard. Things may work out when it comes to gaining mass, when it comes to gaining muscle mass. I don't think that that's a, I would not endorse that that way of going about it, but it it can work. But you could train really hard, really hard, and you can have a very well-structured training program, and if you really want to get shredded, it's not going to happen until you get your diet locked in. That being said, because there is so much paramount importance on diet when it comes to changing the way that your body appears with body fat reduction, people can get incredibly unhealthy. People can get wildly distorted mental health from this insane commitment To dieting and nutrition. And where I see it play out the most, certainly with other people that I talk to, but certainly with me in my history, is that you start to get a negative relationship with food. You look at food, healthy food, diet food, uh, bodybuilding food, junk food, anything with calories becomes the enemy because you are in a battle with this entity. I want to eat more. I want to eat different things, but I can't. I have to do this, so just you are bad. I'm fighting you. And unless you are getting paid lots of money to look a certain way, that's a really dangerous way to live your life, even temporarily. I enjoy bodybuilding as a sport, and I think that the level of discipline and what it takes to become good at bodybuilding, even proficient, exhibits an incredible commitment and an incredible will. And um, if you're interested in doing it, maybe you should do it just to try it out because you will find out things about yourself. Uh, I believe it was Kai Green said that bodybuilding is just professional suffering. Who can suffer better? And there's a lot of truth to that. Um, Getting that lean, maintaining and acquiring that much muscle, dude... Trust me, it's 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 not just about tanning oils and silly posing trunks, which can look very cartoonish and dumb, admittedly. But what goes into that is uh, it's incredible. You know, it is a sign of uh, high levels of human will. That being said, bodybuilding as a sport is optimized to get extreme levels of results when it comes to acquiring muscle mass and removal of body fat. And with that optimization comes the deterioration of a lot of things in your life, including libido, including uh, mood, including sleep, including uh, impulse regulation. My point being is that there are so many things that greatly suffer For the sake of acquiring optimum results when it comes to body fat loss and muscle gain, that you have to really just learn to embrace that that is not sustainable for someone who wants to live a complete and comprehensive life. If your life, if your livelihood is physique training, bodybuilding, fitness training, uh, you know, fit, uh, bikini competitions, whatever it may be, or you're just a model, that's a whole different ballgame. But to take that, to take that that ethic, to take those ideas, to use that as a blueprint for what you want to do just so that you can have a six-pack in summer is foolhardy. And you run the risk of developing incredibly, incredibly dangerous habits. Okay? So what I want to talk about today is how can you achieve the goals – How can you achieve the results you're looking for without developing unhealthy habits or an unhealthy relationship with food? First things first, get rid of this idea that you have to eat foods you don't like. Barring extremely processed fast food and, and, you know, convenience store food, there's really very little that you have to completely avoid. Don't let anyone, you know, ideologues of, you know, ketogenic or plant-based, whatever it may be, try to convince you that there's foods that you just absolutely have to avoid because there isn't. Um, If you love being vegan, if you love eating red meat, if you love eating French fries, fill in the blank. Like I said, barring, you know, just incredibly processed pastries from 7-Eleven or, you know, bimbo bread if you're in, (laughs) if you're in a uh, Hispanic neighborhood or um, you know, f- name your favorite fast food restaurant. Um, th- These are things that most likely will just have to be avoided. Can it happen two or three times a year? Sure. But, um, you know, Jack in the Box is not something that's going to be on the docket for anyone who wants to eat, look and perform and feel better. But, you know, French fries themselves, burgers themselves absolutely can be a part of your diet. So don't get it through your head that anything has to be left off or that anything must be included. An elevation in protein is probably is, is is going to be a good idea. It's going to help you stay on your diet longer. It's going to help it's going to help you find your diet a little bit more easy. It's going to make it uh, a lot less stressful and it's going to keep you fuller for longer. This is tidy and also when in caloric deficit having higher protein levels, extremely high protein levels even, um, is going to be a, a bodyguard for your muscle cells because your body will start to catabolize itself, and then you are starting to lose muscle mass, and then you get into you know the skinny fat cycle. So having that high protein level, uh, I would say always start off with one gram per pound of lean body mass. That doesn't mean per pound of body weight. Okay, um, I think that this is a this is a baseline level. Maybe you can go higher, but I wouldn't go lower one pound, excuse me, one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. Now, what is lean body mass? For those of you who are unfamiliar, that means the amount of body weight that you carry that is skeletal muscle or that is not adipose tissue. So what you would do is find your estimated body fat, find your body weight, and then subtract that percentage of body fat from your body weight. And then you have your lean body mass okay uh i am 180 pounds okay and for easy math let's say i'm 10 percent body fat that means i have 18 pounds of body fat okay so 180 minus 18 pounds is uh 162 pounds so i have 162 pounds of lean body mass right very easy, kind of. Now, do you have to be exact with it? No, it helps, too, if you want to go get a DEXA scan and get a real clear idea of how much lean body mass and how much body fat you have. Um, but it's not absolutely necessary if you're just getting started. If you're The reason I say lean body mass is because you can just go one pound, one gram per pound of body weight, but it's not necessary. If you're a 250-pound guy and, let's say, you're 40% body fat, you're, you're, you're considerably overweight, Um now you're eating 250 grams of protein when you're not a 250-pound man. You're a 200-pound dude or, you know, a 175-pound dude trapped in a 250-pound body. Uh, so I don't think that there's that much need. To, you'll, you will find the anabolic, anti-catabolic properties of the higher protein from going way lower if you, are that, um, if you have that high level of a body fat. But you know, a two hundred and fifty pound offensive lineman better believe they're sometimes eating way more than two hundred and fifty grams, and so are strong men, and so are world strongest men, and so are powerlifters and bodybuilders and whatnot. Okay, um, so up your protein—that is a tip that I will give to anyone wanting to do anything—and it doesn't just stand for people who want to be big mass monsters. Upping your protein is a huge, huge asset to the dieting athlete. The reduction of body fat, upping your protein, does a myriad of things. It's going to keep you fuller. It's going to help you control your hunger. It's going to make you, uh, it's going to safeguard you against muscle loss, which is just as bad as not losing body fat. Losing muscle is just as bad because now your metabolic health is deteriorating and you are more mushy. Okay. It is going to increase your thermic effect of food. It's not considerable, but everything counts. What does this mean? It means there is a higher level of uh, calorie burning that goes on in just merely digesting protein in comparison to carbohydrates and fat, the other two macronutrients. So you're getting a little bit more calorie burn. You're getting a little bit of metabolic boost, and you're keeping yourself fuller, and it's much more satisfying, making your diet a little bit easier to hold on to without being so edgy about things and having to get in such a war, okay? So just up that protein. It's a great way to kind of make it easier to regulate the overall caloric intake, which is really the most important thing when it comes to weight loss body fat reduction. The next thing I want to say is get rid of any structured idea of meal frequency. Many people in the bodybuilding world will tell you you have to eat six, seven times a day because you have to keep your nitrogen retention up. You have to keep your nitrogen balance high. You have to keep yourself in an anabolic state. You have to keep your um, you know, metabolism firing. You also have to up that protein efficiency ratio so you don't have to eat as much protein in one sitting. You're eating smaller feedings, blah, blah, blah. All of this may be true if you are going from 8% body fat to 6% body fat. All of this may be true if you're having to eat 2,800 calories in a dieting phase as a 200-pound person, okay? If you're a gigantic muscle-bound, freakishly lean person or gigantic muscle – a really freakishly lean like physique competitor for a female, a bikini competitor, higher – meal frequency, also competitive athletes and skill sports and anything that is highly anaerobic. If you are a professional MMA fighter, if you are an Olympic rower, if you are a competitive swimmer, if you are a soccer player, basketball player, anything that takes a lot of, you know, heart, boom, 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 power and heart rate, you do not want to be eating twice a day. Could you do it? Sure. But it will affect your performance. But I'm talking about you, man and woman, boy or girl watching this going, I just want to look better in the mirror in a couple months. Get rid of this notion that you have to eat a certain amount of times a day. Eat the amount of times a day that is comfortable for you and is most sustainable for you and your given lifestyle. The reason I say this is because some people find it very inscrittiatingly painful, most of the time women, to go long distances between their feedings, to take huge breaks, to go an entire day without eating, to get off work at 6 o'clock and you're like, yeah, I haven't eaten today. Guys, for by and large, tend to not really struggle with that. Women really do. It is incredibly painful. So I say, don't do that. Other people find it incredibly incredibly mind-numbingly difficult to regulate six smaller feedings as opposed to just having two giant feedings. When I sit down, if I can have a pound of ribeye or a pound and a half of brisket and be really full and satisfied, I'm perfectly fine going another 10 hours without eating. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I, I to eat every two to three hours, which is what I absolutely had to do when I was you know in bodybuilding or in, in, in competing in martial arts in, in in different martial arts um I found it really hard to have like a 300 calorie meal and just not and just stop there go starving and I, I was I could tell myself yep yeah, in two hours you could eat again but it just got hard and then eventually, Two, maybe three out of my six, seven meals became 600 calorie meals because I was like, just a couple more bites, I'm starving. But I found it really easy, man, to just go like, well, uh, I'm not all that hungry at 10 a.m. So I'll just wait till two. And then when I get to two, I'll have a giant steak and I'll be bomb. I'll be, I'll be, you know, Bob's your uncle. That's, that's what suits me. And it makes it easier for me to find this lifestyle sustainable. And it keeps my relationship with those with those foods uh, incredibly healthy in my opinion, because I'm not constantly looking at food as this uh, antagonist to my life but Like I said, in in an alternative option, you're one of these people that just gets starving if you have too long of a break, then don't do that. Eat six times a day, seven times a day. As long as the protein and the calories were equated, it doesn't matter. Right, Rock? It doesn't matter! It doesn't matter. And you can look at these foods that you love and say, dang, it's time to get busy. And if you're one of these people who needs to eat frequently... You can say, it's time to get busy at 7 a.m. have my breakfast. I like my blueberries and my 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 protein powder and my uh, oatmeal. Boom, blah, blah, blah. And I get to get busy on my Greek yogurt in two hours. All right. I, on the night, wake up in the morning. I'm like, I just want coffee. I'm good. Uh, you know, you enjoy. Enjoy your, you know, eggs, honey. I'll be good. And then I go and I go about my business, do some things work on the farm, go to jujitsu, whatever it is, make sure to stay hydrated. And I come home and I'm like, yes, okay. Uh, that, that, that big ribeye that pound and, uh, pound and a quarter ribeye. Uh, yeah, that's all for me. Mm. And I, I sit there and I enjoy it. Okay. And it all works out in the end. Okay. If I, you know, I have about 2,800 calories a day, somewhere in that ballpark to just maintain myself and to feel, feel good and and sturdy, um, and it all works out because I have my twenty eight hundred calories. And my wife will have her nineteen hundred calories, or twenty, you know. But she has it in five sittings. I have it in two. So just get rid of this idea of whatever fill in the blank program is telling you you have to stoke your metabolism, eat more frequently. But you're then you're like, I'm just I'm just teasing myself five times a day is because I want to eat more. Then eat more and just eat twice. If you are one of these people who's like getting into intermittent fasting and you're looking at the clock and you're like, this is, I'm sweating. Oh God, the fuck am I going to do till my, I can't can't eat for another four hours. Then stop it. It's not going to matter. Okay. And it's good at giving you really weird relationships with food because what is it? It's one of the most beautiful things in the world. It's your fuel. It's nourishment. It makes your skin and your hair and your nails and your bones strong and powerful and vibrant and it gives you energy and it gets digested and metabolized and gets thrown to every cell in your body and it is awesome and it is your friend and anything we can do to not look at it like an enemy is something that we should be doing unless you're getting a big fat paycheck to look a certain way in which case I go take everything I just said don't worry about it and go talk to a professional bodybuilding a professional bikini coach and you guys do your esoteric Very, very niche things because that's what brings you ultimate daily purpose and joy. But make no mistake, if you are a regular human being who is not getting a paycheck for your abs, eat as frequently or as infrequently as you want so that you can have a healthy relationship with food because as long as your calories and your protein are equated for, nothing is going to matter in the end. Thank you. The other tip I will give you, which I think makes a huge difference, is actually take the time to not look at a screen of any type for the window prior to eating, during eating, and after. Now, if you're going to have family movie night every once in a while and you guys are going to sit down with your... Dinner and watch a movie. Fine. Uh, come on, let's get rid. Re- let's quit being children here. I'm talking about a day-in-to-day-out basis. When you are not present with food, you are not allowing yourself to have as good, as beautiful, as fulfilling a relationship with said food. If you scarf down this fast food while you're scrolling through Instagram. You are now mindlessly putting in thousands of calories, whereas if you were present with freshly sliced pineapple and really looked at it and you're like, God, that even it's even got a beautiful color. And look at that. Look at that New York strip as I slice it open. Oh, God, that is gorgeous. And then you take a bite and you think about like, how does this taste in my mouth? I know it sounds rudimentary. I know it sounds so stupid, but it makes a monstrous difference. You would be shocked to find out how much more food you eat that you're just not aware of. Mindlessness when it comes to eating is probably the biggest culprit to this overall increase in weight gain. I would say processed foods or the convenience and high palatability of food over the last 20 or 30 years has been what's been leading to childhood obesity, things like that, and us as a whole gaining more weight. But in the last five years... This absolute spike in uh, weight gain and body fat gain has been become because we are so unmindful of anything in our lives now because of our phones and because of our screens and because of our whatever. We are not mindful of anything. We are not mindful of getting a good night's sleep. We are not mindful of spending time with our loved ones or our children. We are not mindful of how sweet our dog's face is. And those little moments of when it cuddles up into your, into your hip and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's another species that just wants my attention and love. That's beautiful. But you can't, you don't, you, don't, you don't know that. You don't know that because you're like this. And I'm not shitting on you for looking at your phone. I'm not one of these people who's like some health, hippie health guru who's like, you should not look at your phone. I look at my phone. I'm fucking talking to you through your phone probably right now. What I am saying is if you can figure out a way to better regulate that so that when you're eating, you are very mindful of what and how and how much you are eating. It makes a huge difference and it helps bolster that positive relationship with food. If you are craving something sweet and you bite into an apple and you're present with it and you're like, let me just for a moment, let me just see how this tastes and go <sighs> and bite into it and close your eyes and say, you you would be, it makes a big difference in comparison to if you're like, I want something sweet. There's that uh, Butterfinger. Uh, oh my God, did you see what Sharon wrote on her Twitter? And then your palate just goes right and you're not even with it. Take the time, put in the effort to be mindful about what you're doing when it comes to food. Not only will you increase the amount of enjoyment that you have with food, you will increase your ability to appreciate how beautiful food is. It's a beautiful thing that, as I pointed out, gives you energy. It helps rebuild cells. It makes your skin beautiful and your hair full and your nails look awesome and you got vim and vigor and vibrance and it helps you sleep and it helps you get boners. Food is amazing. It's our fuel. Don't get bogged down with looking at it as some type of antagonist because you want to lose weight. You can have both. You can love and appreciate and have a deep, intimate relationship with food and lose weight because they can actually live symbiotically and help you do the other. I have a much easier time regulating how much I eat When I'm actually here, present with what I'm eating. Choose slower. Breathe. Take away any distractions. Put on some music if you really need to just hang out with and just be there with your food every time you put a morsel of food in your mouth. And genuinely tell me if that doesn't make a difference. Last tip, and this one's pretty simple. Stay hydrated. Man, uh, just a little bit of, of... dehydration can uh, really throw your uh your hunger and your cravings out of whack and it can uh make you feel a lot less full you know if you're if you're especially on days out here in texas right now in summer it's so blisteringly hot i'm sweating like crazy especially when i'm training um you know just making sure that i'm well hydrated keeping my electrolytes balanced and everything it also just makes me feel full and uh it doesn't give me that weird kind of internal response that you get from dehydration which can increase cravings only for bad stuff okay so make sure that you throw away this idea of meal frequency mattering eat as many times or as few during the day as you like as is sustainable and comfortable for you as long as your protein and your calories are uh regulated everything's going to be okay all right uh be mindful And positive with what you're eating and how you're eating and when you're eating. Be present. Take away distractions and really appreciate the fact that what you're doing is beautiful, giving yourself nourishment. And appreciate it in the moment. Chew slower, breathe, and take that time to just appreciate what you're doing because it is one of the most beautiful things on earth. It comes from our planet and it is given to you to nourish your body. Okay? There's nothing to be angry about. And it's so easy to get into that mindset, right? When you're trying to regulate how much you're eating, it's like everything sucks. Oh my God, that looks so good, but I can't have it. No, 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 fuck that. Be one with it. Stay hydrated. And then I, I don't even think this should count, but get, get better. Consistent sleep will make a huge difference, okay? In this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember one thing, I do, be good.